Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast, where it's our goal to create better, more knowledgeable HVAC and building performance technicians by helping those two professions better understand each other with the ultimate goal of making customers happy in the homes they live in and the buildings they work in. One of the crossroads of HVAC and building performance is load calculations. Connect and support, a kind and noble mission that can span all elements of humanity. Connect in one way to understand and connect in a second way to bring information streams together. Conduit Tech is developing a means of rapidly connecting technical information to help HVAC contractors excel. That's a pretty cool basis for the name of a new company. In this episode, I'm joined by Shelby Brager, co-founder of Conduit Tech, who explains the motivations and synergies that brought she and Marissa Reddy together to form a company that's creating a technology solution to save time on load calculations. The software itself uses LiDAR-enabled iPhones and iPads to collect spatial data, spatial details, and then rapidly turn them into load calculations. Now, think 15 minutes to do a load calculation for a 2,400 square foot home. That's fast. The speed and accuracy should impress customers with targeted comfort and sizing insights, generating 3D models and 2D models with detailed project planning. Now, Conduit's in the early stages of product launch. They have a paid beta going with 50 users. We get into a lot of details in this podcast, talk about how Marissa and Shelby came together from different aspects of engineering and technology, and how they've become funded by various sources, investors who are very interested in the product that they are producing. We also talk about some of the other technology type companies that are springing up across the HVAC landscape. And we get into a little bit of some of the interesting things that shall be encountered, some of the unexpected things, and some of the really pleasant things. And I'll give a little spoiler alert. It's the welcoming nature of the HVAC industry that she's encountered. That's been the most amazing thing. That just touched me when she said that. So you'll get to hear it in her own words. Let's listen in as Shelby explains the story of breaking the cycle of settling for the status quo. Got a guest here today who I met in person for the first time earlier this year, Shelby Brager. Good afternoon, Shelby. Good afternoon. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Where did we meet? I'm in person. We first met at the HVACR training symposium in Claremont, Florida, by far one of my favorite conferences I've been to this year. Just such an incredible group of human beings that were all together in Central Florida. Very cool. Tell us about your company. You came there to research, to connect with HVAC, and you came to a really good place, by the way. That conference has only been in existence four years at that point, and it was a good thing, a wise move for you to be there. So tell us about your company. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've been listening to the podcast, HVAC School podcast for a long time. And so when I found out that there was a conference, I couldn't resist it since I've gotten very familiar with Brian Orr's voice. And I felt like I was in the presence of a bunch of celebrities there, which is definitely true. It is the HVAC celebrity world that was at that conference and just really such an incredible group of people, as I said. 
But yeah, about Conduit. So my co-founder, Marissa, and I started Conduit about two years ago now. And we came together because we were really curious about this incredible intersection and hotness of hotness, literally and figuratively of the HVAC world and trying to figure out why don't you see high efficiency installs being as commonplace as you would expect? So why don't you see high efficiency equipment, insulation, high efficiency ductwork? Why don't you see it as frequently as you would expect to see it in the building stock that we have today? And so we spent, honestly, almost three years each just learning about this space as much as possible, talking to anyone who would speak to us before we started Conduit. So we researched purely for a year. We went on, went to trainings, we went on ride-alongs, and we spoke to hundreds of people. And ultimately, what it eventually led to was founding Conduit. And what Conduit does is we are building tools to make residential HVAC professionals to try and make their lives a little bit simpler. So our goal is to support the pro every step of the design to install journey, helping them install the most comfortable and efficient system for every home. And we do this by leveraging LIDAR imaging, building stock data, and contractor input to produce load calculations that are accompanied by 2D floor plans and 3D models of homes within minutes, which we then integrate into sleek, customized sales and informational materials. And ultimately, our goal is just to help HVAC pros to quickly and profitably design, sell, and install high-efficiency systems, generating higher revenue for their businesses and ideally the best possible customer experience. Awesome. It sounds like it's like a similar reason like when Tim Bergman and his dad and I founded True Tech, it was out of frustration. Like there's all this good stuff out here and nobody's using it or it's not getting implemented correctly. It's just like burning in your conscience. Like what can we do to make this better? Is that true? That is exactly true. And I will say I'm certainly not the same level of expert, but what we learned during that first year of just learning was one, this is an incredible community of people who are really dedicated to trying to make this industry as best as possible. And there are a lot of reasons why you don't see the best equipment or the highest efficiency systems installed in a home. And it's because it's hard, it's complicated and One piece we really learned is that there's so much customer education that needs to happen by every professional. And ultimately, the more we learned, the more, just as you said, frustration we saw and also acceptance that the tools were what they were in terms of what was available, especially on the software side and to make do with the spreadsheets or whatever workarounds people had come up with. And for us, we look at other industries and we're like, it doesn't have to be this way. There's a lot of opportunity to bring better software technologies in particular into this space. And maybe that's something that we could help with. Very good. So when you talked about the product, you'd mentioned LIDAR, building stock data. I think those are the two major things to create 2D floor plans, 3D models. Can you break each one of those down a little bit? First, describe what LIDAR is for those that don't know and what it can accomplish. So LIDAR is a form of imaging technology that's become available. There's many different forms, but the type that we're using is the type that's available on common devices that folks already have in their pockets today, pockets or bags. So iPad Pros, iPhone Pros, they come with LIDAR sensors that essentially how they work is they measure distances and they do that by bouncing, sending out light beams and then waiting for that light to return and using that to create measurements. And it's sending many light beams at once. That's the simplistic way of how I describe it. But 
what is really core to that is it's able to create dimension data in a very structured and easy to follow form. So what we're building out is 2D floor plans and 3D models just coming off of that. And the main reason we looked at LIDAR as a technology for this purpose was because we saw so much opportunity to simplify the time spent measuring. The number of people we spoke to who are like, I'm spending two to six hours measuring a home to come up with the right load calculation or system size, that blew our minds. And it's if you're spending that time in the field, it's very dedicated, but it's also very expensive for your team and for that individual. And it's something that if we can find technology to simplify, would be really powerful. And then the second on building stock data, we're leveraging information to triangulate. We're, we're using information about building age, building location, just information that's stored with property assessors, so town records and municipalities to be able to understand more about that building and have more details to provide the professional in the home. So it's things that would be commonly available, but you're bringing those in. Exactly. And coordinating them with the LIDAR data with the 2D floor plan. Well, what stage are you at? For your company? So we are still pretty early. We are in a paid beta phase, which just means that we've released many versions of our first prototype. But what that means is we have about 50 users across the country who are using our software, providing us feedback, and continuing to help us improve and develop the software as we release it to more and more users. We do have a waiting list of incredible folks that we're slowly pulling from as we release the features that we think are great. And then we listen for feedback and then improve and iterate and release the next set. What's yours and Marissa's background and how did you meet? I started my career in working in consulting before going to work for a foundation that supported low-income families across the world. And I would say the core of my career was just trying to find a way to both support not just individuals, but also the broader community that I worked in and lived in through private enterprise. And that's what actually led me to work in industrial energy efficiency, which is where I spent the three years prior to starting Conduit. And that was where I found this passion for, okay, how can you create these wins for private enterprise, but also create a benefit to the grid? and to energy independence and stability. So that's what my background is. My co-founder, Marissa, her background's in computer science, and then she actually spent some time investing in companies, including HVAC, prior to us starting to work together. How did you meet? I mean, that sounds like two different worlds. These aren't touching here. (laughs) No. So we both attended graduate school, and we actually met over Slack. So the most is deep in COVID. And she posed a question, has anybody been looking at the opportunities to support residential HVAC professionals. And I said, yes, I actually have been. I've been trying to learn as much about this industry as possible. And I replied back and said, I have no answers for you. I'm still deep in the depths of learning. That would honestly still be my answer today. But I would love to chat with you about what I've learned from the incredible community of folks that I've been able to learn from. Awesome. To do this, you had to build a business too. And to build a business, you mean you need to have employees, you need to have money to pay them, but you just mentioned you're just in your paid beta phase. How does that come about for a company like yours? So we are super fortunate. Marissa and I started this while we were both working in other jobs. So that enabled us to focus on this for some period of time. We were able to learn and improve and just soak up as much as we could during that period. And then we were able to apply for grant funding. So we are proud recipients of grants from a few different universities, including University of Virginia, and then the second being Stanford University. And then we also received a grant from an organization called Breakthrough Energy. So that's how we initially funded this work. And now we also have private venture capital funding as well. But the reason that we received that grant funding was because other people were drawn to this mission of supporting HVAC professionals in driving forward the improvements that we need in our building stock. 
And I would imagine the grant application, the private capital, that's not for the faint of heart. That must require a lot of work. I would say that my co-founder, Marissa, is very good at that work and is definitely not the faint of heart, but you are correct. It is something that we feel very fortunate. I think there's a lot of luck involved in receiving some of these things. And some of it's also just you apply to a lot of things and sometimes you have success. It seems to me, well, I've had a long career in the industry, but there's more venture work or new things coming out lately. Do you have an eye on anything else that you see up and coming? Yeah. In this sector, I think there is so much interesting technology that's started to pop up in the last couple of years. And I would say a lot of these companies are far further ahead of us. We look at Blue On as a company that's really interesting. They've created a community among service technicians and really created a lot of support and tooling for those companies. And I think the other companies that we look at, Smart AC, They've really created some interesting technology around predictive monitoring and being able to build a long-term relationship with homeowners. And then speaking of Jim Bergman earlier, we look at MeasureQuick as just an incredible company that we really admire that has really brought a lot of technology into the hands of technicians in the field. And we look at those different models that I mentioned and see a lot of power in what, especially the combination of connected tools, which we view these iPads and iPhones that we're using today as being part of that ecosystem. We think there's so much value in these connected tools to support, never to replace, but really to support the work that folks are already doing and augment their ability to do it more easily or faster or feel better about what they're doing. What's been the toughest thing you've encountered in the last couple of years? Something perhaps unexpected? I think what was unexpected is... For me, when I've asked other companies or in other industries, ask people, what's the biggest challenge you face or what do you wish you could see differently among the technology you have? I think that one thing I observed is people are really good at this in this industry at making do with what is available. And I think what we realized very early on in our what we call customer discovery process of learning from users is that people are able to maneuver. If I open up Gmail and it's not running perfectly, I'm going to complain about it. And I think people have a much higher tolerance for technology that doesn't work perfectly well. And so it was harder to elicit what are opportunities to really improve. People are like, well, I have this process. It works well enough. But trying to dig a level deeper, we really started to surface more. But it took building relationships to really understand what are the things that are really painful in that business or painful to do day to day that we could solve with technology. Because our first conversation might be like, oh, this is tough, but we're working through it. Or this is hard, but we'll get through it. I think there's this tenacity that is really impressive and that we really admire. But we had to learn early on, okay, this is how we dig, really be like, okay, if you waved a magic wand, what would you want to see? And the amount of times I actually use that phrase, people are like, I don't have a magic wand, but... And then they would explain some of the things that would be really cool. It was really just an interesting learning process for us to get to that next layer of what could we really do to help. And along those lines, something that I've come to appreciate with this field is that the technician in this field is looked upon as the expert and has a lot of external pressures from all sides. And I think you mentioned Blue On Smart AC, Measure Quick, and now Conduit are technology or applications to relieve that pressure that doesn't need to be there because that's interesting. You connected a few dots for me there. <laughs> you just connected them for me. I am like, oh, wow, that's very compelling. Yeah, it's like technician walks into the jobs like, 
they've been either self-assigned or assigned to go there. The customer, the client wants something fixed usually, wants it done in a certain amount of time. There may be a lack of information available in terms of even the installation manual, the parts, the labels may be worn off, and then the accessibility of getting the right parts and also knowing how to get down to what the actual issue is, what the cause is. And then all these things came together. Wow. (laughs) That's why I like doing these podcasts. I learn more too. It's funny that you, in that statement, you just touched on a few of the different things that we heard in 2022 at the beginning of the year when we were really asking a lot of these questions, like what is hard? What are the things that you're dealing with? You nailed all three of those themes. One was like labor shortage and training up those technicians to feel confident and comfortable in any of these really very different scenarios that they might walk into. The second was dealing with that supply chain. But is what equipment is this? What equipment can I get? And what would be ideal to replace this with? And then the third was just being able to communicate all of that and close that sale or explain that to the customer in an effective way. And those were the things that we kept hearing repeatedly from folks as well. And that's exactly where this technology has a role to play as well. We haven't really talked a lot about the product, though, for listeners. And I'll put it in the show notes, getconduit.com is where you'd go to learn more. Two things. First, explain to me why the name Conduit and then delve and explain and peel back the layers of the actual product. I will say that in terms of the name, I will be totally honest. We spent about 20 minutes coming up with it and then stuck with it. Marissa and I, we were really gravitated toward this like language of how do you connect people together? Connect and support. That's how we view our role is to support. And with that, we started looking at synonyms for that. And we found conduit. And for some reason, we really, really liked that because ultimately the HVAC professional, they are the conduit. They are connecting technology to the homeowner. They are providing this hugely valuable service. And what we loved about the name in this space is that our goal is to support contractors and making that connection and helping them accelerate those workflows, make it more streamlined and simple. And that's where the name Conduit Tech came from. We looked at, we're like, hmm, we like it. We looked, we made sure that there was a domain available, that we could register a company under Conduit Tech, and then it was done. And so 20 minutes went into a decision that I now hear every single day, every single minute of my life. Okay. So tell us about the product. How would one of your paid beta users be using it today? And what is it and how would they use it? So it starts off, it's a software platform as it is today that uses devices like an iPhone Pro or an iPad Pro. And the reason that it's designed for those devices is because we're using the LiDAR sensors, so that technology that helps measure spaces we're using embedded sensors to help drive the analysis. And so a contractor would download part of our software as an application. They would download a software application to that device. They would open it up when they're on at the customer site. They'd create a job. And while they're there, they would populate or use a template to pull in information about a specific home. They would then update any of the building envelope materials from there. And then they would scan the home. So you would literally walk around the home using the camera box on the back of that device use that to scan that home all at once. During that scanning process, you're building out a 3D model and a 2D floor plan, which we're then overlaying the details that are updated or provided through that building envelope section. And we output that coming off of that a load calculation. So the results are a load calculation, a 3D model, a 2D floor plan, all packaged together for the contractor or the professional to engage with and also to show the homeowner as they see fit. And the goal of all of this is to be conducted in about 15 minutes or less. So really trying to mitigate the amount of time 
that somebody is spending on site coming to this initial analysis. And of course, you can go very deep in detail in our platform and add on any sort of level of granularity that you would like. But what we really are aiming towards is trying to simplify that process and help folks get to the result as quickly as they can so that they can spend the time really communicating with the homeowner the value of the solution that they're proposing or why they might be suggesting a certain solution for that home. So when you say the level of granularity can be tuned, does that mean to the contractor's choice and what they'd like to? Exactly. So you would set up, if you think about different forms of setting up a load calculation, you're going to make an assumption about the primary building components. So what is the most common exterior wall? What's the most common exterior, all windows are exterior? What are the most common windows? What are the most common doors? But if you had an addition, you could identify all those materials differently, and we enable that as well. So how do you be able to show that holistic imagery and understanding of that home? And so we find that having that flexibility to be able to come up with that load is important. And you'd compared it earlier, or you started compared earlier with not using your product. You must have surveyed how people do it today. What time ranges do you end up with? I know it's hard to say because each case is unique. Every place is unique. We spoke to somebody out in Illinois who's saying they were spending six hours on every single job before they even came up with a proposal. I think that is certainly on one extreme. And I would say that a lot of folks are trying, are targeting spending one to two hours on site. And many of them are hoping to come up with a proposal on site. I would say that was the vast majority of folks are trying to come up with a proposal on site in one to two hours. And a lot of folks are looking for ways to find efficiency in that. And in large part, because a lot of people see the value in spending as much time with that homeowner as they can or property representative as they can so that they can explain what they're doing and why they're there and why that solution is going to be the right one. And that's why we started building this is how can we help folks get to the right answer faster so that they can focus on that really critical conversation? Yeah. And I think right also belongs in air quotes because all kinds of degrees of right. Absolutely. Let's explore the output files. That's something that could be Actually, it's your target, your goal to have it ready in 15 minutes. It could really be on that device in 15 minutes as your goal. That is our goal. I would say that I live in a much smaller place than the average American home, but I can come to a load of about 1,200 square feet in seven minutes. And so that is when we think about doubling that square footage, and we've tested this on a number of homes, we are consistently targeting that 15-minute mark for the average home. So for 2,200 square feet, can we hit that? And that's a constant goalpost for us. And how do we achieve that? And how do we improve our platform to be able to get there faster? And it really comes down to building the most usable tool, integrating the best sources of data, and finding ways to streamline it and make it super, super navigable so that anything that can be optimized is. And we do that through integrating other sources of data as well, pulling in design conditions, pulling in what each one of those, automating a lot of that selection of what does this building material mean for this for the heat load on this part of the home. Those are the things that we're trying to streamline and simplify. Now, you use the term load calculation, not manual J. Is there a reason for that? We really admire the ACA team and have huge respect for them and are really excited to continue to build a relationship with them. But we have work to do. Okay. In order to be able to say that, you have to be reviewed. Exactly. People might not know that because there's only a small handful of softwares out there, but there is a review process that's involved. Exactly. It would seem to me like there's other uses for this software. 
are those within your purview? Because you said 2D floor pan and planet 3D model. The 3D model lends towards the load calculation. The 2D floor plan, what does that lend towards? It lends towards really good insights for an install team. So we've heard from a, it's funny with our current users, some are install managers who are working with, who are really excited about what this could mean for their install team. They're like, if we can get our comfort advisors really excited about this tool. And so the install team is working with their comfort advisors together to give us feedback and make sure what we're building works for both of them. Because the install manager sees this, okay, I'd have clear guidelines as to how this building is positioned, where. I can run these lines and what this actually means, how big this space is, and have a clarity around, okay, this is a structure that this is what I need to come prepared with when my install team shows up. And so we've seen that's something that we've heard repeatedly. I think right now, I would say it's quite preliminary where we're building out in that regard, but we want to make sure that the information that we're providing is something that's usable that the install team wants to. It can't just serve one function, although we want to make sure that First and foremost, our users are excited about what they have. We have to provide something that will work for the whole company and will be usable across the board. And is the 3D model like something people might be familiar with like in SketchUp? Is that what results? It looks quite similar in some regards. I wish I could show the listeners a visual, but I can't. What I would envision is if you build out a floor plan and you'd have the walls, you'd have a visual of where those doors are, the windows, those would all be populated onto that model. And you can turn it around and see, okay, this is what this side of the building looks like. This is what this side of the building looks like. So it is a bit similar to that. How do you deal with furniture? Because this is existing construction. Yeah. So the benefit of using LiDAR is that we aren't taking photos. And so what happens is the LiDAR, what it pulls out is like blocks. So if I were to scan the route I'm in right now, there's really only one major piece of furniture, which is like a day bed. And that day bed will be pulled out as a block that is approximately the size of the structure of that day bed. But that's the only thing that we capture and that we save. And one thing that we found is that really does put homeowners or the end customers at ease is that there is no video being saved down of what was taken during that time. And so that is how we deal with furniture. So you can see, oh, this is a major piece of furniture or, oh, there's cabinets built into this wall that stand out from the wall, but you are not seeing, oh, this is what this bedspread looks like. Okay. (laughs) And the stuffed animals on the bed and the pillows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Those are all missing. So if people want to find out more and connect, I will, the getconduit.com website, anything else, like what can they do if someone now who's not in your program, but wants to get on your list, so to speak, what do they do? They can reach out directly to me. My email is pretty simple. It's Shelby, my first name, at getconduit.com. And we can put that in the show notes if that's possible with the link. But that is one of the best ways to reach me. There's actually my calendar link is on our website. So anyone can book directly a time with me if they want to speak with me. So I would love the opportunity, even if this isn't something that is interesting to a specific team right now, we're always looking for feedback. We're looking, we obviously are excited by people who want to use the tool day to day, but we always want feedback from people across the industry. We've had the privilege of speaking to folks in distribution, folks in coaching and experts, and we are really just grateful for the opportunity to learn from people in the industry. Do you have any walkthroughs or anything like that on video? We do, yeah. Is that on the site or is it on a YouTube channel? or Neither, and that's something that we can work on. <laughs> all right, good. Because I think sometimes it's just the whole experience, just seeing it all come together. That would be helpful. And I met you for the second time at the Home Performance Conference. 
So you're starting to attend trade shows. Do you want to talk about where people might find you if they're attending any trade shows coming up in the next few months? Absolutely. And I will say that we were very fortunate. I may or may not have picked the booth that we were at based off of where I saw True Tech Tools. I was like, I want to see a friendly face. And I walk into the trade show that day and Bill's right there. And it's my first trade show with a booth. And he's there to greet me. And that was amazing. So it is a strategy I would highly recommend to anyone else out there. But it was one that served me very well to just be across from you and Eric Kaiser and your son, Billy. It's just a wonderful trade show, first trade show experience for us. That's so kind. Thank you. But we will be at a few different ones this year. So Service World Expo out in Phoenix. Phoenix, yes. And then we'll also be at PHCC Connect in Cleveland. And then lastly, I'll be at the Women in HVACR conference in Jacksonville in November, which I'm super excited about all three of them. So we are always looking to meet folks. I personally am based down in South Florida, but we have team members across the country. So we are hoping to get more plugged into our local communities as well. Excellent. Excellent. So I talked about before, like, uh, give me experience, what was unexpected the making do, but the tenacity that's involved in having to use the magic wand to maybe beat people over the head a little bit and get them to talk about what's not working. What was the pleasant surprise you encountered? There are so many pleasant surprises. This was not a surprise, but what I mentioned what got both my co-founder and I into this industry was this interest in this like triple win scenario. But I would say what led us to start a company in this space was the people. I have never felt so welcomed into a community in my life. And I think that we were just so privileged by people like you, people like Jim Bergman, who really have given us time to just talk to us about where you see as opportunities, where there is growth, how we can be successful in this space. And we've been able to surround ourselves with an incredible incredible group of experts and advisors. And I think that's been the number one best part of this. I can't imagine working in another industry at this point. And I also can't imagine having made it this far without the support of really incredible folks. And we're just super grateful. So I would say that's like the number one best part of all of this. I wouldn't say it's a surprise, but I think that's been the greatest privilege of it. Great. And we're honored to have you and Marissa working on such a big problem, such a unique way, and also to be stimulating other people's ideas to say something else is possible to move out of the status quo. So thank you. It's so fun. (laughs) Good. Appreciate it. Any closing thoughts to share? No, I mean, this has been a lot of fun. I am just really grateful and look forward to if we can be helpful in any way, whether it's through our platform that we're building or other ways, please don't hesitate to reach out to us where we would love to share anything that we can because we've benefited so much from folks who've been willing to share with us. I think everyone can hear the friendliness in Shelby's voice. It's genuine. (laughs) Take care, Shelby. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Building HVAC Science Podcast, where Shelby Brager, co-founder of Conduit Tech, explained how she got the company started, how she and Marissa came together, and how they were trying to break the cycle of settling for the status quo for information quality. If you're interested in communicating with the Building HVAC Science Podcast, drop an email to marketing at truetechtools.com. Building HVAC Science Podcast is a production of True Tech Tools Limited, and in full disclosure, I'm a co-owner of True Tech. The opinions voiced are those of my guests or myself, Depending on, depending on who is speaking, of course. I can even pronounce that, can I? If you're in the market for tools or test instruments mentioned in our podcast, you want to take a look at truetechtools.com, see what we carry. 
and use the code HVACBS for a nice discount. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you've not done so already, please consider subscribing or forwarding to other people what you heard, what you learned, and what they might be interested in. We interact with a lot of other great trade-related resources and influencers, including HVACR School, HVAC Shop Talk, Stephen Verdon, HVAC Reefer Guy, Tool Pros, Service Business Mastery, Quality HVAC, HVAC Overtime, HVACR Videos, HomeDiagnosis.tv, AC Service Tech, and all the great work done at MeasureQuick. Spoiler alert, next week's episode will be with Jim Bergman for MeasureQuick. In any case, thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you grabbed a few tidbits of information to stimulate your thinking and change your mind a little bit. Take care until we come at you again with the Building HVAC Science Podcast. <laughs>